He's blank. I'm Bradham. Texas with a big win yesterday. They have positioned themselves for the biggest game in quite a while for this franchise. It's their 6-4 and four game behind Jacksonville in the AFC South standings. Jacksonville comes to town. Texans can clinch the tiebreaker with a win this Sunday against the Jags. Not the same old Texans these last few weeks. 713-780-ESPN. 713-780-3776. Let's go out to the HRP listener line. Art, you're in the hive with the bees. What's going on, Art? Hey guys, uh, I heard y'all talking about the crazy hypotheticals earlier, and, and you said uh, Stroud would bring a Super Bowl to the to the city. So, just hypothetical for this year, Texans make the playoffs. What would you prefer? They make the playoffs, they lose in the Super Bowl to the Cowboys, or they make the playoffs and they're out in the first round. What's the the preference there? Okay, appreciate it, Art. What do you think, Blankers? Well, it's pretty easy. I mean, you make the playoffs and lose in the first round. I don't think I want to see the Cowboys win a Super Bowl in this state. I would absolutely oh. go to the Super Bowl. I wouldn't bat an eye. I go to the Super Bowl? From the second pick, winning your first ever AFC title yeah. game, Yeah, going to a Super Bowl, I don't If they lose, sign me up. Yeah, me too. I, I will take oh. the suffering of the Cowboys winning a Super Bowl at your expense for the Houston Texans in year one reaching the Super Bowl for the first time in the history of the city. Absolutely. Screw both of you. I mean, that's fine. That's, that's why we all have different opinions. But uh, look, strong. I, 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 I just say that. <laughs> I just, because I already, I already hate that the Rangers won the World Series. But can you imagine how insufferable all Dallas will be and Dallas fans and, and Cowboy fans because they're already insufferable? And sorry, not sorry, Dre. But when you start talking about the Cowboys and the Rangers in the same year and just all of that that was going to just last because it has to last forever because their football team sucked ever since their last Super Bowl, I don't want any of that. I think you're in your feels a little bit about it. Like what? Well, I totally hate the Cowboys. I, I'm not going to lie. And I don't really like the Rangers either. And the fact of the matter is, is that the fact that the, if the Texans make the playoffs, it's a win. It's a phenomenal season, and you know there's going to be more to come. As long as it's not playing the losing to the Cowboys in the Super Bowl. Yeah, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind this because the counterpoint is: well, we got there with our rookie head coach and rookie quarterback. We're going to be back. Like that means you accomplished defeating everybody in the AFC. Mm-hmm. That means you lasted longer. Burrow's done for the year. That means you lasted longer than Mahomes. It means you lasted longer than Lamar Jackson. Uh, maybe Josh Allen if he gets there. It means you lasted longer than Tua. And, and like that's something we talk about about the difficulty of like the Houston Texans' plight as an NFL organization in this league is they have to navigate the very very difficult AFC. You get to the Super Bowl, it means you've navigated the AFC in the first year of C.J. Stroud. The amount of promise you have going forward, unbelievable. I, I, and, and going to the Super Bowl is awesome. Like, could you? That's, I, that's four more weeks of content. Look, I totally understand your guys' side of this, but my side of it is, is look, I'm never going to love the Cowboys or the Rangers. Matter of fact, I'm probably going to hate both for the rest of my life. And the fact that the combo platter for people that I'm not too fond of from Dallas that are fans of one or both of those teams, I could do without it. Yeah, I mean... Because I still think it's a huge upside. Either way, you know your team's going to be around for a long time doing great things. I get your guys' side of it. I just can't stand the thought of the the, the Dallas part of that. Going to a Super Bowl is... That's up there. Oh, I know. We'll we'll agree to disagree on this one. 713-780-ESPN if uh, you want to weigh in on that. 713-780-3776. We appreciate the question on that too, Art. All right, a tale of two halves, I thought, for the offense yesterday and for this team in, in general... 
Um, you looked at what they did in the off in the uh, first half offensively. They, they were clicking. I mean, three hundred and thirty-three yards. They still left some points on the field too because they weren't great in red zone. Uh, they had the conversions, whether it was third, fourth downs that they didn't convert. Three three hundred and thirty-three yards, twenty-one points in the first half. They were rolling. They were clicking. The defense wasn't awful in the first half. But you gave up that opening touchdown drive. Arizona scored ten in the first quarter, but then in the second half, it was the exact opposite. A tale of two cities. Uh, the offense gets shut out in the second half. The just didn't get anything going. It was choppy. You missed a field goal on the opening drive. You had the chance for the two-for-one, which I, I love, uh, where you try to score on the last possession of the first half, you get the ball first in the second half, and you try to get a two-for-one like basketball uh, when there's 30 seconds left in the, the quarter. You get up a shot, you get the last shot. Texans almost were able to execute that. They scored the touchdown, which was the long pass to Tang Dell, and then the first possession of the second half, they missed the field goal. They, they missed the 48-yarder by Amendola. So you almost converted the, the two-for-one at the end of the first half at the beginning of the second half and then it was crickets the rest of the half offensively whether it was being stuffed on a third and one whether it was cj stroud tripping on devin singletary like you just couldn't get out of your own way in the second half and most weeks Texas defense probably gives it up. They didn't give it up yesterday though arizona scores just six points in the second half they they get some clutch defensive stops fourth down in the fourth quarter come away with the victories like complimentary football and it was nice to see the defense pick up the offense after the offense has been picking up the defense the last it was the brother in lying right because the offense was so good in the first half and the defense made some adjustments figured some things out and they were good enough uh, to get you what you needed down the stretch to win that football game i don't know that that happens against better football teams uh, with better talent than the cardinals it was it was good to see that. It's just that I was contemplating did they did they let up too much? Did they get too conservative? But then when you see some of the picks and you see the way that they were giving it up, you could also say did you know were they basically too aggressive on certain plays? But I think that it was more of the the first. I think it was more the fact that they kind of let up. I mean, they were so aggressive passing on first downs, passing on third downs, going to their strength and their bread and butter, even though they were still running at the right time to get yards from Singletary. I think they started to force the run a little too much. I thought that they they got a little too comfortable, uh, and, and they maybe took the Cardinals for granted a little bit that it, this wasn't going to be a tight game late, and then it was. And and Kyler Murray was the main reason why. I thought it was more of um, it was just weird. Like the second half was weird. You only had five drives. The first one you moved the ball. The first one you got into field goal range, and you just couldn't make a forty-eight yard field goal. Questionable if, if D'Amico should have went for it fourth and six at the thirty. But you're trying to get points there. You're trying to make it a fourteen point game. The kid's fine. He I would have missed a kick yet. I would have went. I would have went for it. It's, fourth and six. It's out of his range. Like he is not good from like forty plus. He's really bad from forty five plus. But correct I, I me if I'm wrong. The, 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 the kick had plenty of leg on it. It was just a little wide. Sure, it's not power though. It's accuracy. And once you start to get more, you know, yardage needed for the field goal, you get a little more sporadic. And he's not good career wise from forty five plus. I, I think I would have went for it there. I think that was four down territory there. But you know, half a dozen one way, six or the other. It's not like a hill I'm willing to die on. I personally would have went for it. I don't think that it's like this huge transgression uh, that D'Amico didn't. But you move the ball there on that drive like you were moving it you just missed a field goal the second drive was the one where cj stroud stepped on singletary's yeah. foot it's okay you're second and 20 like you're probably not rolled gonna... backwards for more lost yardage too where you might have just so you're ate, toast. ate that i mean you're yeah. second and 20 you're toast like so that spiraled that drive so i can't really put a whole lot of like i blame on anybody there it's it's just unlucky then you go to their next drive where they had a three and out that's the one where they had a third and one and they gave it to Andrew Beck. Back, yeah. Bad spot, bad call. 
you know, pick your poison there. But that was a weird drive because you were looking at a second and uh, third and one, and you get stuffed on a third and one fullback dive. So like that was a really weird drive. Then you had the uh, then you punted it, and you actually got it off the uh, the muff punt, which is yeah. a really questionable Ooh, call. Yeah, call. Texans got a break there. I couldn't tell. I couldn't tell. It looked like it might have hit the forearm as well as the ba- the back of the jersey. Could've. But you have you did the right thing in saying, although it was a very controversial call. But if that what you called on the field, trusting what your officials saw yep. to call it, then you have to go with it. I thought it was. I thought that they the way that it is letter of the law where it has to be conclusive. I thought that it should have stood. I agree, and, and it did stand. Do I gun to my head? Do I think it hit the Texan or the Cardinal first? I think it hit the Texan. Um, there was only the one angle where his forearm, the skin on weird. his forearm, might have moved a little yeah. bit as the ball came down. Not but conclusive. It was tough to, to to zoom in on enough to find out. Gun to your head. Who do you think he touched first? I think text. Yeah, I'm right there with you. So, anyways, you get great field position there. You have the interception. Weird drive. You turn Arizona over on downs. You get the ball near midfield. You drive into Arizona territory, and then you throw another interception. So, like, I don't think the offense was bad in the second half. It's weird to say that because you turned it over twice. Um, You punted every other time that you had the ball. But it was just kind of like these weird events. Third yeah. and one fullback dive, stuffed. Two interceptions in the re- in the Arizona side of the field, weird. Uh, stepping on Devin Singletary's foot, weird. Like I wasn't discouraged by this. But it was offensively in the second half. As much if it was as it was a tale of two halves, it, it was also the microcosm of the entire game was missed opportunities, right? Because I think early on I'd have taken the first field goal instead of going for it because you put points on the board. They he Because Kyler marched right down the field and, and sent a message. At least you have those but, points on the board. That's guaranteeing you're going to make it, though. Well, but that was a shorter. That was a much. That was much of a shorter field goal than the one he missed in the second half. Wait, which one are you, are you talking about? The one in the first half. Yeah, the first half. I would have gone instead of going for it. I would have kicked the field goal. Oh, the first possession. Yeah, where they had it fourth and two at yeah. the Arizona fifteen. Because you score on your first drive, you send the message. We're going to score. You know, you're you're, you're scoring two. Yeah, and I think that might have changed some things. But yeah, overall, I thought there was a lot of missed opportunities for the Texans. That's a good thing because as dominant as you were statistically and the numbers that you put up both individually with guys like Singletary and, and, and Stroud. But overall, what you like you were mentioning, what they put up three hundred plus in the first half. You look at all those things and say, but you left points on the board and there were missed opportunities. Mm. That's a good thing. Yeah, I mean, shut, shut out in the second half is never good, but it was just kind of weird. How it really it all was transpired. a strange game. I thought that Gannon screwed up too, not kicking a field goal fourth and three, I Houston agree. twenty-three. It would have been a forty-yarder with thirteen minutes left to play. You make it a two-point game at that spot. Uh, now still plenty of yeah, football. Now you're a field goal away from winning it instead of forcing yourself to go on every opportunity to try and uh, overcome five. He did. Uh, he did the Texans a favor there because now you're just looking at a game-winning field goal as opposed to going for it late and, and the. Texans get that stop, so maybe a maybe a fruitcake. The hit Jonathan on the goal Gannon line too on the two point conversion was big. Yeah, Christian Harris. Yeah, very big. Christian Harris after Jalen Beatry played a little Ole defense after he tripped on the two yard line. Mm. Beatry's got to get better. Christian Harris with the the deflected was he a deflected pass. He had that big hit on the two point conversion. He was all over the field. You can say how many. Tackles he had, but he. You, if you watch that football game, you can't not notice Christian Harris. Uh, I thought that was the best game he's played this year. I agree. He looked really good, and Cashman was fantastic too. Uh, eight seven five five. CJ gave up two TDs and a touch touchdown that wasn't his fault. He means interception. CJ gave up two interceptions and an interception that wasn't his fault. Receiver didn't catch it. Not to mention a missed field goal. Uh, that alone is twenty four points the Texans missed out on and still won the game. Twenty four might be a reach because yeah, you don't know that you're going to get touchdowns on all of those plays, but definitely points on the field like. All yeah. three of those interceptions, missed field goal, that's four drives that didn't lead to points. And that's, 
Look, you 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 and stuck going away with for the one yesterday, and not getting it is a fifth position where you left that's points five, out there, and you were in yeah. the red zone there. Right. That's oh, that's you can't do that. Mm-mm. You you can't not have against good teams. You can't five drives deep into Arizona territory and leave with zero. That's points. why I said that earlier in the show. They they can't do that, those same why, things against the Jags. That's, that's why their they, best football is ahead of them. They, but they've been doing that all season. They have. It, it's they incredible have. that like this season has gone the way it has, but they have consistently botched fourth and short or had too many turnovers in the red zone, or just not converted on fourth down ever, missed field goals, like everything that like could go wrong in certain situations, it feels like it has. That's why I think they have a 40-burger in them. Like, they're going to so have one game where they convert on all of these, and they're going to put up 49 points. Or regardless yes. if it's 40 or not, they have one offensive, like, just top-notch, solid effort against a good football team where no matter what the other team does, they match it because... Everything falls into place. I mean, they've already kind of had those games where they scored a lot of points, and I still think they've left. But I'm saying, on the board. like against the Browns or a, I mean, they against thirty against Cincy, yeah, they did seven against the and Jags, they had nine thirty guys against out. the Steelers. Like they got a forty burger in them. They got a forty burger in them. Now, do I think it's going to be against the Jets or the Browns? No, probably won't even be against the Titans. That's what I'm saying, you, if, if you play down. really well and don't miss opportunities against the Browns, that's super impressive. Whether you get forty or not, yeah, you just like. You have eight possessions in that game, and you score on five of them. Soup, that's fantastic. Even if like two are field goals, and you have twenty-seven points. With as good as that defense yeah. is, and Miles Garrett is, yeah, that that would be really good. See, that's what I like looking at more. I, I like looking at how many series and possessions end up in points mm-hmm. because I think that's like that's what you're trying to do. Like some games are shorter, some games are longer, some games you have less possessions, some games you have more. I like an offense that scores on fifty percent of their drive. And which it's would also as much as I understand you want more touchdowns than field goals, sometimes when you score on most of your possessions, it, it's, it's 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 as valuable or more valuable than coming up with a nothing burger because at the end of the day, what are we going to do? We're going to look at well where did you what we just did? Where did you leave points on the table? Yep. Whether it was by your own decision or just by mistakes like interceptions. You can't have too many of those and still win football games. Texans have the fourth most offensive yards per game in the NFL. The NFL. That's stupid. That is insane. Now they have the tenth most tenth most points per game. So that's there's a little bit of meat left on that bone. Seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six. Each Monday we've been grading CJ Stroud a golf grade. What are we giving CJ Stroud this week? Seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six. Killer Bees, ESPN ninety seven five and ESPN ninety two five. He's blank. I'm Branham. 713-780-ESPN. HRMP listener line 713-780-3776. Kareem Jackson has been suspended four more games for repeated violations of uh, using his crown of his helmet. This one, they're showing uh, his hit on a receiver where he led with the crown. It's Dobbs. Oh, is it Dobbs? Yeah. And he just drills him right in the face mask. So he's been suspended four games. Which I mean, who really cares? Does but he, he does he play the Texans back. in those four games. Did he games. even get like half of his salary this year? Well, he this will be his. It's his second big suspension, he'll be right? Suspended for a total of six games. If this one doesn't get appealed down again, that's a big hit. You got to stop leading with your crown. Like they're they're going to regulate this out of the game. Any, yeah, any of the other penalties throughout the year, he's got fined for. Honestly, dirty player. I don't think there's any way to ignore it. You yeah, think he's doing it on purpose? He keeps he, he doing was, it. It's I know, like his fourth hit this year. He was yeah. never like, like this. No, he was. That's what I was going to say, too. It's almost like he's evolved into a guy that his skill set has kind of diminished a little bit, and suddenly he turned to, to being a dirty player. And, and it, really, it's not literally uh, paying off. I have a theory. I have a theory. Bounty Gate. Bounty Gate in it's Denver. Back. Cash or trash. Cash it. Bounty Gate with Sean Payton. Knock these guys out of the gate. We got to be tough. 
We got to be physical. We got to be sons of guns. We got to be the I'll most Sean physical Payton's team on the gridiron. Some of his fine money, then and suspension Gay money. Is ba- what has changed with Kareem Jackson? He's never the, been like this before. It's not out of the realm of possibility. Bounty gate. Where is that? Was it Greg Williams? Yes. Where's Greg Williams when you need him? Greg Williams was never the the, the guy that should have been at fault. It was Sean. He's Payton still working all somewhere. Along. I'm sure he's probably in the XFL. Where's he at? No, he was in the NFL. He got other jobs. I know that, but where's he at today? Um, yeah, he's the DC for the DC de- uh, Defenders. So uh, XFL, yeah, okay. XFL. Um, which I want, I'm curious how that merger goes. Anyways, Kareem Jackson, he's going to miss the game. He's going to miss the game uh, for the Texans in a couple of weeks. All right, let's grade CJ Stroud. Um, yesterday, you look at the stat line that he put up was fabulous in the first half. Overall, his final line looks like this. 27 for 37, 336 yards, two touchdowns, three picks, took three sacks. A QBR, if you like that stuff, 41.5. QB rating, if you like that stuff, at an 85. Analyze the performance of C.J. Stroud yesterday before you get to his grade. So, for, for, my, for me, I thought that the stats were still obviously very good in a lot of areas. But as you said last segment, there was still meat left on the bone. There were ways that that both individually, he and the team could have and should have been better. And you hope that they learn and they grow from it, but they left points on the board. They made bad decisions, both him individually and the team. Again, at the end of the day, they got a win. So I'm not going to punish him and say he got a bogey, but I'm not going to over-reward him for the fact that there was still plenty that they left on the table that was left to do that they did not do and accomplish. So I'm going to give him a par because I think that a win always constitutes the fact that you got the job done enough to get on to the next game or the next hole without being penalized. I just think that there was enough left there that I can't give him more than that. Uh, I thought he played pretty well, actually. I think that you people are going to magnify the interceptions, which you never want interceptions. you got to take care of the football. He's had six turnovers in the last two games, which isn't great. Uh, four interceptions, and then he's fumbled the ball twice. Uh, that was recovered by the other team. So those are things you have to clean up. The interceptions, to me... Kind of, the one of them wasn't his fault. No, the one, woods the drop that, hit him right in the hands in the face mask. Yeah, and, and there's there is a case to be made that there could have been interference there. Maybe the defender was holding Woods's arm. Uh, I'll listen to that, but it's a ball that hit him right in the hands off the face mask. Like that's a catchable ball. That's not on Stroud. He put it right where it had to be. Whether it was Woods that should have made the play or whether it was the official that should have thrown the flag, that that was a good throw. The Nico Collins play, I did notice on the two interceptions that were his fault because the other two interceptions For were sure. his fault. There was a little bit of pressure up the middle, and he was thrown on the back foot, which I think led to some underthrows and led to lack of oomph on the final throw. The Nico Collins, like I think King of Twitch was saying, he didn't see the safety on the Nico Collins pick, the first pick. I I don't believe that at all. I believe that he saw everybody that he needed to see. I think he was trying to throw it into the window. Put it in a tight, Collins top, high would, window. Yep. Thank you for finishing that. Sorry. I think that he would put it in the exact window that Nico Collins needed to leap above the defenders and come down with it. I think he threw it two feet too short, and I think it had something to do with him throwing it off his back foot which had something to do with the pressure right up the middle. So that was a bad interception. I think there's a story behind that interception, but I don't think it was because he failed to see the safety. He just underthrew it by two feet. Uh, the second one, the Woods one, hit the receiver in his hands. That, that, I'm throwing right. that one out. The one, two, I think, the, I don't even know. The, the outside was it route? Tank? Was, it, was it Tank? I can't remember who the, it was. It was Tank. That one also had pressure up the middle, threw off his bad, 
back foot and put loft on it. You're trying to put loft on a 10-yard out. That's never good news. That's a throw he probably can't make. If he's feeling the pressure there, either you like throw that one away. You don't even try to make that throw. Throw it away, which is a lesson to learn here. And I do think that both interceptions were underthrows, lack of the fastball, both because they're on his back feet, both because he had pressure right in his face. I think to that theory, it's legitimized by the fact that on the second one, he has such great touch and ball placement that he knows throwing that ball to the outside is the only place that can go. It has to be away from the defender. Mm -hmm. It has to be away from the the pressure point from the the defensive back that could run the distance with it. And he normally makes that throw in his sleep. So you're probably right. That's why where it ended up probably is because he was on his back foot. And why does he make that throw, though? Because of oomph, his fastball. Mm -hmm. And that one, he didn't have his fastball. Like, you go back and watch that. He lost it over there. You can't loft the 10-yard out. Like, that's dangerous. You're not going to be able to live like that in the NFL. Now, was it because of the pressure in his face? Was it because of the back foot? Yeah, that exists. But you have to be aware of that, and you have to throw it away. At at that point in the game, too, you have to understand the semantics of that point in the game, too, Mm -hmm. where you can't afford... The word, the, the only thing you can't afford to do is turn it over right yeah, there. Field goal's fine. That's right. A field goal, like living to kick the ball at the end of that drive is okay in that spot and just getting a few points. Other than the interceptions, though, I thought he was great. I thought he was really good, especially in the first half. Second half, there was a bunch of weird stuff that went on. The, the Texans can never find their rhythm. You know, the two interceptions, him stepping on Singletary's foot, not converting a third and one. I thought he was overall really good other than the interceptions. First half, he was on another level. First half, he was 18 for 24, 259 yards, two touchdowns, and 120 passer rating. That is elite. That is unbelievable. That is fantastic. I think he played better than his stat line would tell you. I think he played better than the three interceptions would tell you. You win games in the NFL, I'm giving you a birdie. So I go birdie for C.J. Stroud on yesterday's performance. I agree with everything you guys have said, uh, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to roll with Joel here a little bit. I'm going to go par, mainly because he threw the interception at really the worst possible time. And you gave the Arizona Cardinals a chance to win that football game. And if your defense didn't step up, you lose. And and that loss would have been, I think, squarely on CJ just because he threw the pick at the inopportune moment. So for that, it's it's a par. But it really was like, it's like an eagle for the first half and a bogey for the second. And I know that still only gets me to a minus one. I understand that. That's a birdie. That's a birdie. That's a birdie. But like, it's still a par because he, he just... Well, it was the I mean, worst time ever. You can nitpicky the you know the the getting the feet tangled up or rolling and losing even more yards when you slipped in the in the backfield, but it's the decision the decision to throw that football when you did and the fact that the two of the three picks seem to be on you. So that's why I'm not going to elevate it too much. But he got a win, and that's why I said par. Seven one three seven eight zero ESPN. What is your grade on CJ Stroud's performance in yesterday's win against Arizona? Seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six. Also, the Rockets. These last two games, they were losses, but they were in the fight. Are you encouraged or discouraged by these last two games the Rockets have played? It's the Killer Bees on ESPN 97.5 and ESPN 92.5. Before we go to the break, tell you about the good people at Apollo Men's Health. Three locations to better serve you. Two near downtown Houston. One is new and just opened up in League City. All to make sure that the coverage is there so you can get where you need to go to get what you need to get going. And that is the people at Apollo Men's Health because they help you in a variety of ways, from the boardroom to the weight room to the bedroom. If you 
have issues, they're going to help you find results and answers. They're fantastic because they care about their patients. They do it in a variety of ways, and there's a variety of different services that they offer. Go to ApolloMH.com and see all the services that they offer. If you see a few that interest you, right there online, you can sign up for your first appointment and find out that most major insurance is accepted. There's discounts for military personnel and first responders. You mentioned my name, Joel Blank. You get a free B12 shot on your first official visit or a body composition analysis, which helps you chart your progress when your body fat goes down, your muscle mass goes up, and those important numbers start making sense. That's what you need Apollo Men's Health for, getting back to where you used to be, only feeling better than you ever have before. They're fantastic. Semi-glutide, now available. You don't have time to get to the gym, but you want to lose up to six pounds every week? Check it out. It's FDA-approved, and it's available at Apollo Men's Health. And where they really specialize is getting you energy again. From those B12 shots that I talked about to all the different ways that they have hormone therapy for men and for women, that it can make a difference in making sure you get that to-do list done every day and you feel like your best self in every way. They're fantastic, and you can check them out yourself and make the judgment for yourself that so many listeners have. Go to ApolloMH.com right now, but one way or another, go see my friends at Apollo Men's Health. He's Blank. I'm Branham. It's Killer Bees on ESPN 97.5, ESPN at 92.5. Joe, will you, if you can, will you cue up some award music and let me know when you have it? Uh, we need some award music here in a little bit. Uh, 713-780-3776. 5798. It's a par on a par five. wonder why it mattered the whole Yeah, why does the whole length Maybe because he started off well and then he, he like he stumbled to a par. That would be my guess. Like he hit a really good drive, like first half here, really good drive. Maybe he hit a really good approach on a par five to like the apron of the green, and then it took him three three, three shots to get home. Somebody else did a three putt par, so that would probably require same, same a par thing. five, yeah. uh, unless you're driving. Unless you're Joe. unless you're driving you're the par four. That out. Yeah, so maybe that's what they mean because you started off well, but then you three putt or you're on the apron of the green, and it takes three shots to make par because he started off really well. His first half was unbelievable. Yeah. His first half was terrific. His first half was great. It was outstanding. So. I think that is something you have to throw in. Yeah, no doubt about it, because I think with a par five, at least you know there were some good shots because you didn't screw up or bogey it, but you probably had a letdown or two to make sure that you didn't get the score that you thought you were going to get when you had a first half or a for a shot or two early in the in the hole that that you know would have made a difference. I think people see the interception total though and they're like, "Oh no, what an awful game." But then you kind of watch the game and say, like, "He played really good. At times he was really really good." The other way you could look at it with a par 5 though too is you hit a bomb of a drive. <laughs> yep. You could have gone for it in two, but you played conservative like mm-hmm. go, you know, but you left points like leaving points on the board. Yeah. You played conservative, you laid up and then you didn't even get birdie. I see where you're going here. I wouldn't say that best symbolizes yesterday's game, though, because he finished really good in the first half with the touchdown to tank. So most cases, yeah, maybe they don't score that touchdown drive on that last first half series. I'm so with it's you on more that. like you go for it in two and yeah. get down the green, but then you definitely three. Yeah, three I, putt or you like you fluff a chip, you mm-hmm. know, something like that. It takes three to get home. All right, hit hit us with the award music. We the Killer Bees won an award today, Blankers. I don't mm. know if you're familiar with this. The Killer Bees have won an award. The world famous. Lamontis. Mm. Lamonti, who is a sports radio savant in this city, has given us, we made the podium on the top three sports radio shows in Houston. Uh, the Lamonti is very well received. Do you want to give the victory speech of the Lamonti? Do you want to accept it on our behalf? No. I'll I, accept it on our I behalf. I think you will. I mean, but I just, I think that you just have to give the credibility where no. No, I'm just saying, <laughs> you give the speech. I'm just saying that the Lamonti is a valued award because 
that one of the founders of the Houston Media Watch has been doing this a long time, listening to yeah. a lot of radio. It's an honor and a privilege, uh, first off, to be nominated and awarded one of the top three sports radio shows in Houston by Lamont of the Lamontes. I, on the behalf of Joe George, Joel Blank, and myself, gladly accept this this award. I want to thank all of my family who have made this possible, who have to put up with our daily lives and the chaos that is our lives. But what an honor it is to be mentioned with the other two radio hosts on the Highway to Hell. We're the only non-Highway to Hell show that made the podium. Saw that. That made the top three. So I, I accept this Lamonti on behalf of the Killer Bees, and I thank you all. What is it, the Sports Writer Actor Guild? Is there a strike? I don't know. Thank you, Lamonti, for the kind words. It's an honor and a privilege to accept it on the behalf of the Killer Bees. That's when they start playing more music to tell me they're we got to get off the stage. And trying, I just say, yeah, thanks to my off. family. Love Joe's you guys. turning it up thanks. on us. Yep. <laughs> Joe's like, that's enough of that. Let's talk Rocket basketball. Uh, the Rockets lost to the Clippers. The Rockets lost to the Lakers last night. Um, is this? Are we going to take some moral victories out of this? Are we going to be pleased with the with the Rockets losing these tight two games to the LA teams? I am. I, I for sure am because of where they came from. I, I, I think that it's a you know we know it's a very long marathon of a season in the NBA, but to think of how bad this team has been for multiple years and how poorly it was coached and how underdeveloped the young talent was and the lack of veterans. You have all those things on display. You didn't get your doors blown off on road trips where you pretty much would have gotten your ass handed to you and lost by massive numbers of double digits to two teams of those of the caliber of the Clippers and the Lakers, no matter what you think of the Lakers. You look at it and you say, hey, look, you were winning a, a good portion of that game against the Lakers. You hung in there with the, the loaded roster of the Clippers, though they're still trying to figure things out. And it was a one-possession game on the last possession of the ball game. Those are moral victories that I'll take this early in the season with a team that's come this far, this quickly, to, to get out of the depths of the embarrassment hell that they were in to be a, a very, very serviceable NBA team. I, I don't do the moral victory things, but I do understand the plight of this organization. Like I understand the plight of the Rockets are a team that has been very, very bad these last few years. They finally have a real head coach. And look, I want to. I want the Rockets to be able to win these games. But you're going to and look. The Clippers haven't been good since they traded for Harden. That was their first win since they traded for Harden. But the Houston Rockets were in a game on the road with a team that had Harden, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, Russell Westbrook, and they all played. Like moral victory is that moral victory ish? Yeah, it's probably moral victory ish. And then yesterday they're going up against street clothes Anthony Davis. They're going up against LeBron James, and they're in that they led by ten points yeah. in the first half. If it weren't for a disastrous third quarter, they go into L.A. They go into the City of Angels. They go into the Staples Center and they beat LeBron and Anthony Davis. And I know that doesn't have the same allure like it used to because they were a team that, you know, creeped into the play-in <laughs> last year. Sucks. But still, I mean, that's LeBron. That's Anthony Davis. And LeBron, you know, he, he got the game-winning bucket there, or the game-winning free throw after the overcommit there by by the Dylan the villain, who probably shouldn't have overcommitted on that no. play. Uh, led to LeBron getting to the free throw line, buries it. They win by one. But this, these were games that last year, you go on the West Coast, you're getting smoked by yeah, 20, yeah, yeah. night in, night out. So I'm, I, look, I, I, the Rockets need to eventually win these games, but you're 11 games into the Ime Adoka era. You're 11 games into this new version of who the Houston Rockets are going to be. Yeah, they need to start winning some road games. They're 0-4 in these road games. But you can still see tremendous signs of progress. You can still see the plight of this organization's on a, an upward trajectory. A lot of good things. Does it need to eventually translate to wins? Yes, it needs to eventually translate to wins, but they're on the right path. When you talk about checking boxes, did they play team basketball? Yes. 
Did they run the off run a legit offense and run it through multiple players? Yes. Were they like you said? Did, were they competitive throughout the entire game in both games? Absolutely yes. Did they get contributions from veterans that helped to kind of right the ship at certain times when they really needed it? Absolutely. Did you see the development of their younger players too on full display, taking it to another level from where they've been in the previous couple of years? Absolutely you did. Starting with Alpi Shengun, which is the biggest glaring positive move of anything that's happened so far with the development you've seen from him. But all those things by a well-coached team that ran ran both offensive and defensive systems that were played and executed by their team, yeah, those are all positives that you can't turn a, a, the, a blind eye to. I uh, I like where this I like where this team's going. I do too. And Jalen Green, I didn't he he didn't score a bunch of points yesterday. One thing that's encouraged me about Jalen Green, though, even when he's not racking up points, he he's not taking twenty shots when he's having a poor shooting or game. Bad shots and bad shots, and and that's that's encouraging me from Ime Adoka. And it's also like Jalen Green is doing two things when he's not forcing up twenty shots in a night when he clearly doesn't have his shot. Uh, he's he's also impacting the game. In other ways, he's rebounding the basketball. He had a critical assist, had several assists, but a critical assist late in that game. And whenever he's off and he takes 20 shots, he's taking you out of the game. So he's not doing that anymore, not taking the team out of the game. And he's also helping in other ways. He, he didn't do this in his no, pre-Imeidoka era. Take from a, the last several games, just the takeaway of when you've got Jabari sitting on the bench for the final five minutes. And in, in past, he would have been pissed off. He'd have pouted. Yeah. He'd have had plenty to either say or the body language to show you he wasn't buying in. He didn't do any of those things, and he supported every bit of what Adoka decided to do. Same thing you were talking about with Green. Green could have taken bad shots because he wasn't getting his numbers, because he wasn't getting the ball to go in, and could have just gone completely AWOL by himself to go ISO ball until he got something to fall. Instead, he help the team by doing other things, which means he's bought into Udoka's system and way of doing things. Those are huge when you're talking about a young team and the development of those two young players. Alpi's a freak, too. Like, so good, man. He's, uh, he's an all-star. People, he is, and people wrote him off for what he couldn't do defensively, but now he's doing more to do ju- at least enough defensively when you start capitalizing on all the great things he does offensively to make you better. You know what also kind of uh, irritates me about the Silas era is that they would get crushed defensively and then he kind of finger pointed a lot to like Shingun's like limits on the defensive he end. He punished Shingun for everybody's shortcomings. That too. But he may just put him in spots where he can not be as bad. Because I don't think he's never going to be a great defensive player. No. He's going to try. He's going to rebound. And I do think rebounding is part of defense because it's how you close out a possession. But he doesn't put Shingun in spots where he's going to be completely embarrassed. Right. And I think a lot of times Steven Silas put him in spots where he's completely like guarding guards on the perimeter. Or I was going to say, put him in space on the perimeter and you can completely expose and embarrass him. Yeah, and, and that's something that Ime's not doing. Like they'll they love to switch, Ime does. He's not doing that with Shingun. Why? Because Shingun can't guard on the perimeter against guards who are a lot faster than him. Um he's always going to have his limits defensively, but I like what they're doing with him. Uh the veterans have been great. Like yes, they've overspent on the veterans, but it's the price of doing business in the NBA. They one, they had to spend the money. Secondly, the investment that these veterans are providing to the young players on this team, like Jalen Green's gonna be better for playing with Dylan Brooks and Fred Van Vliet. Alpi Shingoon's gonna be better for playing with both of those guys. Jabari's gonna be better for playing with both of those guys. In fact, Jabari might be better off because he's playing with Jeff Green. I was gonna say, don't leave Jeff Green out of the equation in terms of making all those young guys better, maturity level starts in the locker room, 
being a good teammate starts in the locker room and develops into what you do on the floor and some of the things we talked about. But Jeff Green, as a proven winner that you have to listen to, he can make a difference with these young guys as well as the other two guys that got the big money. Rockets do play tonight at Golden State. I don't love this uh, game tonight for the Rockets because they're coming off uh, the the tough luck loss yesterday, kind of a heartbreaking loss. Thunder and SGA got the best of the Warriors, and they're going to look they're going to come out looking for Bear. And they also have had a day off, whereas the Rockets are playing the second game of a back to back. Golden State's had a day off between then, and they've also been home for a while. Uh, I don't love this game from a Rocket perspective. It's a seven and a half point spread. Golden, oh, Golden State by double digits. I kind of feel that way too. Like yeah. if the Rockets cover this spread, not that I'm in for the moral victory thing, but if they cover this spread, I, I will feel pretty encouraged. Uh, without a question, because of the fact that you know the fact that Chet sends the game to overtime and and SGA just completely dominant in the game, and it looks like Clay is not even close to Clay Thompson is a shell of himself. Period. And Chris Paul still trying to fit in. Draymond, obviously, getting the suspension. The fact of the matter is the Warriors look like absolute trash compared to where they've been for the last several years. And they're going to look to send a message that they ain't done yet. And the young the young Rockets are going to be right on the table for them to just go to work on. Dre says, I need to see more consistency from Jalen scoring. I agree with that because he's capable of scoring 20. It's just the consistency is a problem. I do like that he's not taking bad shots. Rockets defense in the paint. I think that's going to take another player. Yeah, they need another body because Jacques Londale no. ain't even close to the answer that they thought he might be. They don't have a good rim protector. They don't. They don't. Like Jacques Landale is probably the closest they have, and he's not that he's guy. Awful. He's awful. He's a warm body. He's a warm body big that can run and chew bubble gum at the same time. He's a rich man for not a lot of reasoning. Uh, my kitchen is dirty. Shout out Rafael Stone for putting this together. He should be in consideration for executive of the year. Cash or trash? Trash. <laughs> I thought you might say that. Yeah. I, I thought you might say that. 713-780-ESPN. Now, if you say that he hired the right coach and, and they got it that done, <laughs> I'd say congratulations to Tillman Fertitta. 6856. Hey, they hired Adoka. You know, yeah. whoever's call that was, that was genius. 6856, sorry, Blankers, the Lakers are good. They're not They're not trash, but Anthony Davis is, for especially what you're paying him and what's expected of him. LeBron's playing out of his freaking mind at his age, putting up 37. No disrespect to him and some of the guys on the roster. But Anthony Davis, play like you're paid. Yeah, just just be on the floor. Uh, Devin says this is sounding like moral victory Monday. It's a good point. It did come across that way after I said that we're not into moral victories. It did come across very Two moral victory. Two different teams, though, right? I, I, from a Texas perspective, you got the win. From a Rockets perspective, you ain't the Texans. Yet. I think you earned that right. I, I think you earned the right, like the Texans did, to where we, we owe it to them because they've played so well to where now we expect them to win every single game. Whereas the Rockets are still earning that right. They are. They haven't You're earned right. that right just And yet. on the road is big, and you've yep. got to be able to have it translate to both home and road. Today's a good sports night. The Monday Nighter and then this Rockets-Warriors game to kind of cap it all off and a bunch of college basketball. As much as I thought last night's game was going to be a stinker, it actually turned out to be competitive down to the end so that it was at least something you could watch. But Joe and I were talking about it late in the week. The Thursday night game was really good. The Monday night game, really good. The NFL has to do that more often. 713-780-ESPN, HRMP listener line, 713-780-3776. Car wreck of the day. What are you nominating for car wreck of the day? 713-780-3776. It's the Killer Bees on ESPN 97.5 and ESPN 92.5. I got to tell you about human resources and payroll. I love HRMP. And not only because they, they're the ones that are responsible for paying me uh, twice a month. I love them for a lot of reasons, especially that, though. It's Cougar owned by my colleague, O'Cougs. Members of the Cougar 100 for the 
eighth year in a row. You've seen the HRP signage at U of H Games. You've seen their building off the Beltway. But business owners, let HRP help you. Whether it's HR compliance, benefits administration, payroll, onboarding, HRP can help in any or all of those areas. There's no boxes with HRP. You aren't reading off the menu. It doesn't matter how small, it doesn't matter how big. HRP completely customizes a plan for what you and your business needs. You have a problem. You have an issue. You want to take a little bit off your plate, a lot off your plate. HRP will find a way to help you. And they do it in a way that's unique. Technology meets their excellent service. They have the best technology. You'll trust that. You'll love on you'll love that. You'll count on that. But you will fall in love with their service. Guaranteed fulfillment. You'll never talk to a stranger. You'll be talking to someone who knows you. They know your business needs. Give them a call right now. 281-880-6525. 281-880-6525. 25 and let HRP customize a plan for you or just visit them online hrp.net that's hrp.net these blank on Branham car wreck of the day presented by carwreck.com um the poll is complete by the way mm-hmm. the uh the new tank Dell jump into the stance TD celebration H-Town Hop got 50% of the vote the Bayou Bounce got 33% of the vote and the Lunar Landing got 17% hmm. of the vote so there, there, there it is. Maybe the nomination for car wreck of the day should be the lunar landing for getting seventeen percent of the vote. Whoever nominated that, I think it was Joe that put it on the uh, on the poll. Well, Joe gets the blame for most, and he had a he had a triple play on Friday. So he did. Yeah, I have a lot of nominations here for car you wreck. Do? Of the day. Yeah, what do you have? I got the Los Angeles Football Chargers. They are an <laughs> unadulterated mess, and and Keith from Kirby. Or Key from L.A. should be embarrassed to, to, to even think about claiming that football team. Their head coach is a complete just weenie. I mean, in every step of the way. And then he goes out and starts talking about, you know, how everything's under control and he's got this. And don't ask me these questions and do it. And then in your locker room, coach, the players are saying the exact opposite. And they're confused. They don't know what's going on. And a team that's got too much talent to suck as bad as they did just went into Lambeau Field with a bad football team of the Green Bay Packers and let the Packers beat you when you're trying to fight for your playoff lives. You suck, bro. You're, you're bitter. You're bitter that the uh, Packers won that game. There's, there may be, I can there hear may be a little bit more voice. to this, but the Chargers are an embarrassment. I can hear it in your voice. You are upset the Packers won that game because you want Caleb oh, Williams. I'm going to tell you something right now. I, I'd be lying if I, if I told you that, that I wasn't. Yeah, That's part of it, I but I also tell. think that that's a complete embarrassment for two years now, the way the Chargers are, are coached. I hear you. They, you got a better offensive coordinator, and you were supposed to be able to do better offensive things. No, nothing's working out. They should have fired Staley last year. For no Sean question. Who they should have hired, but yep. they're too cheap. They're the only cheap. salvation is if they get Belichick. Is that is that? It'd be entertaining, but is it? Is it? Uh, it's plus a big step up coaching wise. Is it? And with the defensive guys he has now, Bosa's hitting heading for the IL. But with Bosa and Mack and those guys, you don't think that and and uh, James, Mack's you don't like think 50. that it, He's still been effective. I mean, you don't think that with with Belichick running that defense that they'd be better? And he's a defensive head coach right now. He's probably a free agent, too, right? I don't know. But it doesn't matter. you still got Bosa and James. you got a guy in the front seven, and you got a guy on the back. That'd be kind of fun. It would be fun. I I, I do think it's an upgrade. 
but I don't think Belichick's like an elite head coach. Yeah, Mac has one more year in his deal. I didn't realize that. Uh, I'm nominating the Michigan players for wearing these free Harbaugh shirts. Like, he was a, a wrongly convicted murderer. It was unbelievable. Like, you would think they were the dude for making a murderer. Like, wearing these T-shirts. Free Harbaugh. Dude, he's not in jail. He's just not at the football game. And he accepted his sentence. He accepted his sentence. They fired another head coach because he was in cahoots with a booster that was funding this whole thing. Was Harbaugh innocent? I don't know. Has Harbaugh been the model of innocence in his entire college coaching career? Uh-uh. No, he hasn't. I'm nominating these silly Michigan players for free hardball shirts. Go stand up for an injustice that they deserve to be stood up for. I'm going to nominate Kenny Pickett. He sucks. He's got tiny hands. He's terrible. He's really bad. I mean, the one play towards the end of the game where he's like, Kenny Pickett throws it deep down the field to nobody. There's just, there was no one there. He's <laughs> He's got a nobody. He's really terrible. Like, Parallel fan bases every time their quarterback threw a football this weekend. Zach Wilson's with the Jets fans and Kenny Pickett with the Steeler fans. Both of them just shaking their head going, what was that? I think they, those are the two worst quarterbacks in the NFL. Yeah, well, now Zach Wilson's the third-string quarterback. His coach freaking sacked him on the sideline. That was fantastic. Boyle, he's getting the start. Key from uh, Kirby says, not a Chargers fan, Blinkers. They pay rent at SoFi. It's a good point. You got some other nominations? I have three more here. Well, keep going. Uh, ketchup on dirty rice. I'm yep. sorry. Agreed. I'm sorry. I just have to. I can't hear that and not nominate it. Ketchup on dirty rice. No, put some like Louisiana hot sauce on it. Then we can talk. Um, Louisiana hot sauce on dirty rice. It's my choice, not y'all's. I can choose to eat my dirty rice, especially if it doesn't have a lot of flavor You're to right. it. My way. You're right. You do Taylor, have the- by the way, our intern, nominated me for the exact same thing. You- Salt and pepper. <laughs> That's awesome. You do have the freedom to eat that. You're right. You can. I'm not taking away that freedom. I'm not trying to shame you into not doing this. But every action requires an equal and opposite reaction. And whenever you have ketchup on dirty rice, you get nominated for the car wreck of the day. You got another one, Joe? No, I'm good. The drain hole on the track at the Las Vegas F1 race. Carlo, it cost $2 million of damage, and Carlos signs is, uh, it, it ruined his, uh, what do they call it? His, uh, his car. It's, it, no, it's like the bottom. It's like the, oh, the, the chassis or something like that. Oh, the chassis or the frame? The chassis. That's it. Yeah. It cost $2 million of his chassis. And he got, uh, he, he lost like 10 spots on pole positioning on the grid. They put a camera in the drain hole? What? What, what? what caused the drain hole to be so... It got like sucked up because of like the speed of the car. Oh. I don't know the science behind I it. I thought there was some like Fox creation Eight where minutes. they were going to make this great camera angle where the no, drain hole no, was. No, no, no. It okay. was like a legit drain hole on the strip because they, they raced over the strip. And mm-hmm. it sucked out the drain hole and it caused $2 million damage on his chassis. And uh, he got docked like 10 spots on the grid. And and on top of this, it was an hour practice session that went eight minutes. Eight minutes. Damn the, you, drain the hole. The fans of Vegas got cheated. The F1 fans of Vegas got cheated. And then, uh, Something tells me they had a good time anyway. They uh, Well, I mean, they weren't watching the race. But well, the fans in Vegas, there's plenty of other things to have fun with. Some people were throwing out the conspiracy that this, like, took out tourism and stuff like that. Apparently, that's all a myth because there were still tons of money being gambled. Apparently, it to, took out like, low-level tourism. Yeah, it did. But, like, the high-dollar people still played a lot. Mm. And, like, the waiter, the, the dealers were getting tipped, like, more than they normally do. So that's cool. Uh, other one I actually had, I, just, I, for, I was trying to remember this guy's name. Johnny Venerable. He covers Arizona, the Cardinals, for this Phoenix website or whatever. That's the, our, we used to talk to, what's his name from Arizona all the time? The Houston Texans are the darlings oh, yeah. of the NFL. Oh, and the officials that. made sure it stayed that way today. I saw that. The yeah. Texans are on the right side of cheating. They, Let's I mean, go. They, 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 had, they had a favorable whistle, I thought. 
I agree. They had a favorable whistle. I don't think that's an outrageous take. Also, Kareem Jackson for another yeah. four-game suspension. All right, who wins? Well, we have multiple chargers, either players or the team or the coach or everything. I'm going ketchup on Dirty Rice. Second to... And the intern also said Taylor that. Taylor said it. At least I know her name. Taylor. Yeah, that's a good... <laughs> Touche. Okay. There we go. Taylor said it as well. All right. Ketchup on Dirty Rice, our car wreck of the day. You get into a car wreck? Well, call 713-999-8773. Hollingsworth Law Firm. CarWreckTexas.com. Joe, are you next? I am Are next. you doing a show? Okay, good. Because sometimes you for roll how long? it in. An hour. Oh, all right, that does it for us. Thanks to Joe for doing all the hard work. Taylor, too, for doing all her hard work. I'm kissing up now. He's blank. I'm Brandon. We'll talk to you tomorrow, Houston. Joe George in the bullpen up next on ESPN 97.5 and ESPN 92.5.